All right, good evening, metalheads. This is DJ Rem, Quote the Raven on Rock Addict Radio, and I have the guys from the band Raider on the line. How's it going tonight, guys? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on? So I'm doing good. You know, obviously the world is turned upside down on all of us right now, but, uh, you know, making the best of it. And one of the beauties is I can still play music and I can still talk to bands, so I'm I'm okay. <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah. So why don't we start if you could introduce yourselves and your spot in the band and then also introduce anyone that's not with us tonight. Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm Gabe. I uh, play lead guitar and uh, do some uh, most of the songwriting. Uh, and uh, I got Angela here with me. Yeah, I'm Angela. I'm the vocalist. Awesome. Who are uh, you, so, uh, who so, are we yeah, missing? The guys that we're missing, sorry. The guys it's that okay. we're missing. Missing our uh, other lead guitar player here, uh, Ira, and uh, Kev is up north right now at his place. Kev's the drummer, uh, and Brandon uh, is uh, the bass player that is not here present currently. Okay, okay, cool, cool. So I have to start out by telling you guys that um, when John Asher sent your music, uh, I first when I opened it, I was like, okay, the artwork for the cover is badass. I'm, so I'm like, okay, the band, they got to be badass if they have such great uh, cover art. And you did not disappoint. I, I sat and listened to the entire album from beginning to end. And um, I have you guys in my playlist. And I probably listened to the whole album, I don't know, almost once a day. Just to be honest. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, that's how much I like it. And so... You know, as I sat here and listened to the album, I, I emailed John. I'm like, uh, "Do these guys doing interviews? I sure hope so." So, thanks for uh, taking the time to to talk tonight. I appreciate it. Oh, we appreciate you, man, for uh, taking the time to uh, hear us out as well, man. It's awesome that you're that you're doing this. Yeah, no, not not a problem. And uh, so, I guess let's start with you know, obviously things have changed because of the whole COVID nineteen situation, but. Kind of what what did you guys have planned? Obviously, it's been postponed, and kind of what are the hopes for the future here as far as like live shows and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, so uh, we just released a, this record, Guardian of the Fire, um, a couple of months ago. Just about a month ago. Yeah, just about on, a month. On March 19th. March 19th. Yep. Uh, and uh, we did have some plans to do some touring around Canada this, uh, this summer, uh, around June around June. Uh, and, but unfortunately, yeah, things uh, escalated quickly there. And we were, uh, you know, just like a lot of other, pretty much everybody else had to cancel uh, all their plans, right, and kind of postpone things and uh, basically wait until this thing, uh, you know, kind of subsides a little bit and we're able to open up everything again. Right? Yeah, that Friday, that Friday was the Monday, March nineteenth was the Monday or was the Friday that preceded the Monday that Justin Trudeau uh, said stay home. Right. Work yeah, it was home. very, and we had actually a, a CD release show we were uh, unable to have. You know, it was very close. It was literally. Oh, it was March twentieth we released the record. March twentieth. Yeah, March twentieth. Yeah. So it was yeah. that March twentieth that Friday. Yeah. We had that show that we unfortunately could not do, which kind of sucked. But uh, you know, we're, you know, we're in the same boat as everyone yeah, else, right? Right, like, exactly. All right. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna try it. We're gonna try and use it as an opportunity, right, to to maximize what we can what we can kind of produce this year. 
um, yeah. because that's really going to be our focus here. I mean, you know, we released the record. We've gotten a great response so far. We've been really uh, like overwhelmed with a lot of the support we've had from like, you know, even across the pond, like people from Europe down in the States too. We have like a really strong listenership in the States, just looking at our Spotify and, you know, it's been really uh, overwhelming just the, the support that we've had, especially under the circumstances. Right. You know, people have their priorities elsewhere, right? Especially when it hit, right? Like we literally released when everyone was, you know, panic shopping. And that was, you know, people people are worried about toilet paper. They're not worried about like a release necessarily. So we were really surprised and overwhelmed at, at you know, the, the support. But at the same time, not surprised, right? Because that's how... That's how metal is, right? The metal community is pretty good. Yeah, they're always good, man. Yes, indeed. I, I tell you what, I, I, I'm sure I'm. I, I'm assuming you guys will agree, but uh, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, there is no music community that compares. It's uh, just amazing. Yeah, man. Like in terms of that kind of stuff, man. And always like you, you very, you know, you almost never have like, real issues, and people are like bashing into each other, but it's always good. Yeah. You know I mean, it's in a way where it's not malicious for the most part, right? And uh, there's never any real issues at shows too, which is cool to see. Yeah, I think that metalheads are one of the last real tribes, you know? Like, there's you know, mutual respect. When you see a metalhead, it's like, you know, it's like seeing, like, you know, we're kind of diasporic in a way, you know what I mean? It's like when you see a metalhead somewhere and you just, even it, though they could be very different from you, right? A lot of people disagree with this because they're like, well, everyone's really different from each other, right? Even in the metal community, there's a lot of disagreement. But there's still that kind of underlying recognition, right? Yep, I I agree, hundred percent. I tell you, last uh, last summer, uh, Michigan Metal Fest in Battle Creek, Michigan. I think it it was year number four. And anyways, point is, is that the mosh pit going? When somebody would get knocked down, the mosh pit would stop. They would pick the person back up again, make sure they're okay, and then right back to beating up each. other. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. I'm like that. That was so cool. Um, to, to see and you know I've, multiple shows I've been to I, I've seen that now obviously you always don't you don't always have uh, people being that nice but uh, I know all the shows I've been to it's been that kind of situation so it's, it's really cool to me yeah it's always a good time like I've, I've never personally seen a real big issue in terms of that too much you know what I mean like that I can think of right now so it's always been positive right? yeah, yeah we've, we've always really you know made a point of letting everyone know like you know, I have some some normie friends who will be like, oh, would, would I really fit in if I came to your show? Or like, you know, I don't know, like I'd probably stick out like a sore thumb. And it's like, yeah, but that's cool. You know, like everyone's welcome to come to the shows, you know, what like, I mean? yeah, like, yep, yep. So how long has the how long have, have you guys been together? How long has Raider been around? Uh, so we we started playing a couple of years ago. 2017 uh, is when we kind of really started getting the ball rolling and got uh, all of us together, uh, except for uh, Ira joined later. Jo- Ira just joined the band uh, at the end of the year here. Yeah, so in September of 2017, we had four or five members, and um, we had friends filling in on guitar through that time until we brought Ira on this year. But um, the, four, the four of us started playing back in 2017, and started formulating the sound that around then. Yeah, we basically just tried to be ready to play and start playing as soon as possible, basically. Yeah. 
so so back in 2017 when you guys did kind of when you when you started form the band what kind of brought you guys together initially to, to to actually do this uh it was just like you know a little bit of a kind of chance or you know what i mean like just uh, different elements at play right like i i lived in mississauga and uh i got in contact with uh, uh one guy that knew kevin uh and then we uh, got together through that, through that, through the other guy. Uh, and then, you know, it didn't work out with the other guy, but me and Kevin continued to go on. You know what I mean? And then, so, and then at that point I joined and then I started taking over vocal duty and then it was the three of us. And then we had people filling in on guitar and bass for like a very short time. And then very shortly after we played our first show, uh, Brandon joined the band full time on bass. So then it was the four of us for the majority of the past two years, three, um, three years now. Three? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. Approaching. Yeah. And so it was the four of us, and we we got the EP out in twenty uh, in twenty eighteen, March of twenty eighteen, and then just uh, just about two years later, we released the record. Okay. Super cool. Super cool. So, how are you guys handling practice? right now during the whole lockdown are you guys doing it virtual or is everybody just kind of practicing on their own how are you guys handling it uh so right now we're uh obviously yeah it's definitely a hinder on uh, live practice in terms of you know we're all we all live you know some of us live out of town for example and it's like you know there's they work jobs and you know they they have to adhere to st- to you know the rules that uh, the government's implying right obviously uh, to keep the workplace safe and everything like that, right? You know, this this thing is just uh, ridiculous, right, with the spread or whatever, right? So we don't really know what, what it's really, what, what really can happen if you don't really follow anything, right? So uh, it's been a little bit of a hinder, but, you know, for now we're focusing on writing new new uh, new stuff, right, new, uh, new material um, to be ready for uh, whenever this thing blows over, or things start opening up again that we're ready, you know, with more material to uh, keep the ball rolling, right? Uh, so that's what we're mostly focused on. We're focused on writing right now since we can't even play shows. Um, and then uh, we're just kind of playing for the future here uh, for whenever uh, we're able to play shows again and promote stuff uh, live. Yeah. We're pretty much focused on maximizing the opportunities as they start to present themselves, right? Because that's how it's going to happen. It's going to be in waves. Yep. So as things become available right and as more you know freedoms are are allowed we're going to try and maximize those opportunities to to get uh, the record out there and to again you know get on, on shows and, and start pushing new materials we're well. keeping our ear out you know for whenever we're uh, the first opportunity that we're able to start getting going again you know we will uh, and then uh, for the rest of the year, we're going to be doing that, and as well as uh, promoting the the album that we just released. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we can't play shows, but we're going to be you know we're we're, we're promoting videos and uh, you know some content that we're still working on uh, getting out there to write out the the rest of the year um, uh, with some uh, you know promoting this album, uh, Guardian of the Fire. Yeah, so let's talk about this new album, Guardian of the Fire. So. What uh, what did the process look like for you guys for writing this album and, and kind of putting it all together? Kind of how's the process work for you guys? So it really starts out with um, 
like the, the base kind of song structure and the song idea, which usually is, you know, our songs are very riff driven. So Gabe will come to us with some idea of what he wants a song to look like. And he'll, he'll really craft like, you know, the riff and what the, the beats will be and, and kind of, you know, a general skeleton of the song. And then we'll start, you know, jamming it in the sense of him and Kevin and, and Brandon will, will start actually ripping the music. And then once a song is kind of like decided on as being solid, uh, then we decided, okay, this is going to be a song. I would start to formulate the lyrics and think of, you know, what I wanted the vocals to sound like, what was the song going to be about and what did it mean in the grand scheme of the record? Uh, and then when you were done, so, so who did the recording? Did you guys record it yourself and then send it out for mastering? How'd that process work for you guys? Yeah. So we, we recorded with, uh, in Guelph, uh, which is, um, a city nearby here, uh, maybe less than an hour away. Uh, less than an hour away, um, uh, our good friend and uh, uh, he he's been recording records. You know, uh, he's been that's his thing, right? And he's building his uh, brand. And uh, we worked together on this. Basically, he helped us produce it and record it and uh, mix it. Alex Snape uh, is uh, is our boy. Uh, he works uh, uh, through Nomadic Arts, is the studio that he calls it. Um, and, uh, yeah, we did it with him and, uh, uh, basically, uh, sent it to mastering after that, after he mixed it and recorded, we sent it to mastery. Uh, we got it mastered by Jamie King. Um, uh, I forgot where he, I forget where he lives, but he's from the States. Yeah. He's from Los Angeles. Uh, and he, he's very, you know, he's done all the, between the burying me, like the whole discography, like he, he's got a lot of, uh. Uh, experience under his belt is very quick and efficient with his uh you know methods and it's like it's really quick right it's it's like he's super quick man like and it sounds great right off the bat so you know the price was good and he did a great job so yeah he does like some he, he's done some pretty popular short hair metal stuff like um like between the buried and me he's, yeah he's i'm pretty sure he's mastered all those records and i'm pretty sure he's mixed some of them too uh, he's produced a lot of stuff and like he, he's been recognized too by like you know his metal news channels as well like he's uh definitely made made a pretty good name for himself uh and and growing in time as well for sure he's great yeah well great job on it i mean it sounds great it, no matter what meet no matter what how i listen to it whether it's in my office studio, you know, jamming it through the speakers in here or in my car or my headphones. I mean, it, it sounds really good regardless. And obviously, I'm sure you know, not all bands always make sure that that all sounds good. So. Thanks, dude. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. So tell yeah. me about the artwork. Who did the artwork for you guys? Because this is badass. Yeah, we, we, uh, we got the artwork done by an artist named Mario Lopez, who actually fairly well known, especially in like the, the kind of new wave of heavy metal and thrash communities for, for his artwork. Um, he, he's been doing artwork for a lot of upcoming bands and, uh, we, we got in touch with him through, um, through our close friends in Invicta. Uh, they had gotten their album artwork done by him and we, we got in touch with him and after having a few conversations, just kind of learning about his process, you know, we, we kind of just, shared our vision of what we wanted it to look like in, in rigorous detail, right? We, we kind of gave him like a, 
a manuscript sort of for what we wanted the the image to look like, you know, equipped with references and, and things like that. And he executed it pretty much exactly like on the first try. So it was kind of bizarre having had this vision of, you know, the, like the, the warrior holding the fire and like the exact, like the play of lights coming from the fire and, you know, casting shadow behind him and having that vision in your head for a while. And then just having someone kind of like pull that out. Right. And put it on paper is so bizarre. It's such a bizarre sensation. But the reason I'm going being so over the top about it is because he executed our vision so well. Like that's what we wanted it to look like, and that was my vision that I had in my head when I was thinking of the imagery. Um, and yeah, he killed it, Mario Lopez. He's from uh, he's from Guatemala. Oh, cool. No, and <laughs> I appreciate you going over. I don't even consider that over the top. I appreciate you going into detail because. Uh, something I really appreciate with bands is when they actually put time and effort into the cover art. I think that's another reason why I like metal so much. Um, I'm not going to lie. I've bought albums before just because of the, because of the album art. I'm like, I hope it sounds, I hope it sounds good, but if it doesn't, I got some cool artwork out of the deal. So absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Shameless plug time. Where is a good place for people to go to find out more about, you know, Raider, what, what social networking, what websites you guys use? So we're do- dominantly on Facebook and Instagram. Um, our, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Raider Metal. Uh, and on Instagram, we're Raider.official. And uh, we'll post updates there about any new music. We'll post, uh, we're doing a lot of you know, content over the next couple of months. We're working on a lot of stuff. So playthrough videos and uh, you know performance playthroughs and things like that uh, covers we'll be doing a lot of content just kind of a, a, along the lines of the band so uh, we're streamable on every platform spotify apple music amazon um and you can check us out there best place if you want to get some merch or a, you know like a cd we have cds wall flags and t-shirts of the new art is on our band camp yep uh, we can link you over so that you can throw it at the bottom of the the podcast uh if you if you're looking right now at your screen it's just raiderofficial.bandcamp.com yep awesome yeah i'm actually on the bandcamp page right now that's uh that was <laughs> I, I think i found the link through your facebook page or something because just so you guys know um after the show i'm actually gonna order some stuff from you guys nice <laughs> and so but what i'd if you don't mind what i'd appreciate is if you could uh sign the cd for me i think that'd be super cool Oh, dude, that means a lot. Man. Yeah, we can do that, man. I, we appreciate that. that. We appreciate the support on that, man. Absolutely. Yeah, because the other thing I want is I think you guys, don't you get, I think there's like a wall flag or something in here that I can yeah. order. Yeah, yeah, we have the new album art on wall flag and on a, a t-shirt. Yeah, kinda, yeah. I think but, I'm going to order the CD and the, the, you guys don't have any patches, do you? I didn't see any on there. Uh, we have, uh, we, we have some uh, logo patches, uh, red and white. Okay. Uh, have it currently as like the, the a bundle yeah just spencer just put just put in the note what color patch you want okay red or- <laughs> yeah yeah that's basically what i was gonna just get put it, just put it in the note just okay put okay out, put in the note patch and then put like how much you guys sell the patches at the shows for i'll i'll, I'll definitely you know I'm, I'm not uh looking for handouts so 
<laughs> no, don't worry. No, man, you're also doing us a solid here. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, I appreciate that. So, well, you know, I, I'm lucky. I'm still working. My wife's still working. You know, we haven't been, uh, you know, we're fortunate. We have not been financially affected by the whole situation with everything going on. So I'm trying to, uh, the bands I, I interview and support, you know, in, in play, I'm trying to support them a little bit financially too because, you know, I know none of this uh, – None of this happens for free for any of us. So, yeah, for sure, man. We appreciate. Yeah, that. we yeah. really appreciate that, dude. Cool. So, okay. So here's a question for each of you because, again, I'm talking to fellow metalheads, and I gotta know is you know what kind of musical influences did you have like growing up that kind of helped get you to this point? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, for me, I would just, I, I, uh, in, just in high school, I was listening to a lot of, uh, the big four stuff, you know, early thrash and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, that was big on me early on when I was learning guitar, you know, Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth, Anthrax, you know, Testament. I was, I was learning all that kind of stuff. And that was a big influence for me early on, you know, throughout high school and coming out of high school, I started getting more into death metal, right? Like death, cannibal corpse, suicide. Morbid Angel, and Black Metal, too, you know what I mean? Like, uh, Immortal, I really like Immortal. Um, it has, uh, you know, a dark feel, but without, like, really uh, pursuing that, sit- sit- you know, that satanic element of right. metal. You know, that's why I really, I really like what I really liked about Immortal was, it was, now, it was about, like, you know, snow and... Uh, they had their, they own, had their world. own world, you yeah, know, Blaster, you know, yeah. so it's, it was just yeah. very unique to me, even though I'd still like, you know, a lot of old school black metal too, that they do do that satanic stuff or whatever, but like, it, you know, this was unique for me. So that I, t- I tended to gravitate more to more in terms of black metal and towards bands like that, doing stuff like that, like immortal. Uh, and then Anni- annihilator too was a big one for me. Uh, uh, big influence on my, uh, you know. Just yeah, I think how, it's a fairly obvious influence to Gabe. How I, yeah, the roofing. Just how I think, uh, songwriting wise, it reflects a lot, you know, on Annihilator and a lot of the riffing is is just uh, always been big for me. Cool. So yeah, for me, definitely, um, I was definitely a mainstream meddler for the early part. Like you know, I was listening to Amon Amarth and Arch Enemy. Um, things like that. And, and that, it, Amon Amarth definitely had a big influence on like the way I learned vocals because those were a lot of the songs that I was covering and practicing right. in my, when I was a teenager. And, and same with Arch Enemy too. I think that, you know, a lot of people get, gave Angela Gossow flack because she was a female vocalist. But she honestly, I think, is a lot more powerful of a vocalist. I was so upset when she stopped performing. Even even if it's just an arch enemy, I think like I, I was so upset when she stopped performing because I think that she has an insane voice, and so I tried to model myself after that snarl and kind of get a little bit of her flavor in there too. And then bands like Carcass, uh, Deicide, um, and and also symphonic metal too, like you know power metal stuff like Freedom Call. I listen to everything. Yeah, me me too. It, if it, I I I. I, I I've always been like a huge proponent of not labeling bands. It's just like if it's it's metal and it sounds good, that's all that matters to me. So, yeah, totally. Yeah, I don't get stuck in that, you know, because there's a lot of people out there that I only listen to 
you know, black metal, for example. I'm like, well, that's great. I like some black metal, but that's not all I'm going to listen to. There's so much music. Um, I Yeah, sorry. No, okay, keep going, man. No, I was just going to say, yeah, I used to be a lot like that, to be honest. Like, in terms of, like, thrash and, like, just that early stuff, I would only listen to that. Yeah, yeah. Right? And that was, you know, that, you shouldn't do that, right? You shouldn't do that. Well, you know, <laughs> that's, what, that's what I used to do. Right. And I kind of opened up over the years, obviously, and took in more influences because there's more there's a lot of things to listen to. Right. There's right. A lot of stuff awesome. That's just, a you know, different genre or whatever. Your your or, musical palette yeah. matured. That's all. What's that? I said your musical palette matured. Perhaps that's the, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the correct way to describe it. <laughs> yes. The, the palettes matured. Yes. Yeah. Actually, Megadeth is my favorite band of all time. Um, okay. Uh, I would I would probably go to fisticuffs over somebody t- t- telling me they suck or something. I'd be like, oh no, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's impressive, dude. It's impressive, you know, a lot of things about him, man. A lot of things about Dave, you know, even going to the fact that he was, you know, really messed up the the whole time that he was recording those albums, those early ones, like yeah, with drugs and everything, and and somehow like awesome stuff came out of it. You know what I mean? So. And then, like the guy's just a genius in terms of like these riffs and songwriting. It's like it's it's really it's really good stuff. I agree with you. It's really good stuff. Yeah. Well, I remember like junior high, somebody was like, "Hey, check out this band." And I was like, "I'm like," and I remember the first time I'm like, "Holy shit!" I'm like, "I can't understand a word they're saying, but I really like them." Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. Right. So oh, yeah, dude. yeah, cool. So. As far as oh, one other question. I, I it keeps coming to my mind and then keeps leaving and it's back again. So I, I can't pass on this one now. So back to the 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 album Guardian of the Fire. So the lyric video for Guardian of the Fire. Tell me a little bit about that because that video. I mean, you know, sometimes you know you think lyric lyric video, but that one I'm like I'm headbanging to the video just the way it it blasts the lyrics and stuff. So tell me about that. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I appreciate I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, our uh, our friend uh, Mateus, uh, he plays uh, for a ba- he has a band called Bleak Flesh, uh, and where is he from? Is he from he's, he's from South America, but I can't remember exactly what country he's from there right now. It's slipping my mind. Um, but he does awesome work with this. Like he does this stuff. He works with another guy, uh, Motus Insanus Insanu, is it? Yeah, something like, I, I, he's I gonna look it up. up. He's gonna look it up here just to make sure we're correct. But yeah, they're from um, Chile. From Chile, yeah, they're from Chile, uh, and they do awesome stuff, man. They do absolutely awesome stuff, uh, and uh, for good prices too. You know what I mean? It's affordable stuff, and the product at the end is, is awesome, right? You know, yeah. we gave him the gave him the art. Uh, we gave him, you know, and then most of it was just him, you know, them kind of getting it going made it look awesome yeah some lyric videos yeah you, i know what you're talking about right like you said you said that you're headbanging along with the video and that's because you know we went with someone who knows how to bring it to life right like it's not right. just like a visualizer where you're just like smacking lyrics across the screen and it's whatever right like it's kind of like a journey around the artwork right he kind of yeah. takes you journey around the artwork and kind of really you know brings to life Lots the of fire <laughs> Yeah, he, he was very generous with the fire, which was good too. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I I really like it. I've been I've actually been sharing it a lot. I'm like, come on, people, you have to watch this. <laughs> I appreciate that, dude. Yeah. Okay. So, let's see. Another question I'm very interested in when I talk to 
fellow metalheads, band members, is kind of what uh, what music are you listening to right now? So just, you know, if you could tell me like the top, probably like the top two bands you're listening to besides your own music. I know musicians love to critique and over listen to themselves to critique it. Rip so. it to shreds. <laughs> just rip it to shreds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So besides your own music, what's a couple bands that you're really into right now? So first and foremost, uh, you know, I'm, I'd like to give a personal recommendation to you all to to go and check out uh, the two bands that that we're closest with out here in in Kitchener Waterloo, and they are Invicta and Cathartic Demise. If you haven't already heard of them, go check those guys out. Um, Invicta, uh, we've had a really close relationship with them over the past couple of years. We kind of like in, incepted, yeah, like those are our brothers. Like we're like we hang out constantly. And that's like our family, you know? And so, you know, those two bands, I, I recommend checking them out, not only because we're so close with them, but because... The music backs it up, man. Yeah, the music like, is there. Music. It's just impressive, man. Like, it's just impressive. Awesome. It's really harsh. Like, we, we, we meet a lot of people. We met a lot of bands, right? But our boys just, you know, besides, like, if, if they were not good, we would honestly tell them, right? But, like, it's just... It's so. And we cool. would hope that they would tell us too. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Wait. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Invicta and Cathartic Demise are both are both really cool bands that. And I and here's the thing. They're influence on us for sure. Yeah. Here's the thing. I listen to them. Right. Like yeah. it's not just like they're my buddies and like you know I I, I boast about their band because they're my buddies. I listen to their records all the time, and yeah. it's just because it's good music. It's good metal. It's good. Yeah. Super cool. So, the, those guys for sure. And and besides just like the you know the shameless boasting about our closest friends. Uh, I would also say that listening to a lot of Paladin, um, they came out with their first record in 2019, debut record. Very you know, like skilled musicians, very skilled musicians, and it's, it's this impressive. crazy power metal. And it's just, the, the whole album front to back blew me away. It was just one of those. Um, the new Warbringer record just came out, and that's a real, a really good record. It's a unique record yeah. in terms of like, lyrics and songwriting like everything you know i mean it's 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 a cool record yeah very cool as being you know we do consider ourselves to be a part of that uh like the the re-emergence of thrash uh kind of community that's been growing over the past whatever years number of years right yeah and and that's a really important kind of record for for us is is stuff like that that comes out it's just so aggressive yeah like we we definitely look up to those guys man like because those guys are the, gonna be the you know what I mean guys like the, the Warbringer Havoc those guys are uh, Ex Mortis those kind Ex Mortis of, yeah the guys who are gonna be the next wave yeah yeah because they're they're coming up to the heels of those uh you know obituary all those guys are coming up to the heels of those guys are, right you know, so uh, it's awesome to see the just the consistent good music coming out of those guys man it's yeah. it's inspiring for us behind them you know what I mean looking up to those guys you know it's inspiring for us to keep going to you know what I mean and keep pushing with our stuff. Yeah, and just like some, you know, unique types of death metal, but also still listening to some old stuff too. Like I still jam, I, I jam Demolition Hammer constantly. Epidemic of Violence is one of my favorite albums of all time. It's just so good. It's so raw. It's so aggressive. Love it. Old school. <laughs> Can I make a request for a song? Can you put on, can you put on Carnivorous Obsession by Demolition Hammer? I can do that. Absolutely. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, we kind of talked about a bunch of bands there, but that was more than two. 
Uh, Wait, it's a, are you just supposed to talk about two bands? Uh, whatever you want, man. This is <laughs> this is your time. Demolition Hammer. Is that? Yeah, Demolition Hammer, yeah. I'm just trying to find them. It's super, it's so aggressive, man. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's like, it's like, they do a lot of double bass stuff, right? And it's, but it's like, it's like, hard to explain. It's not just like ripping old bass. It's like, they make it like a, like a stanky riff, but with double bass. And it's just like, it's heavy. It's not like super fast. It is fast at times, very fast. But sometimes it's just heavy. But with double, that double bass just going at the back, and it's just like, and this guy's just like belting it out, and it's awesome. And which track did you want me to play of theirs? Like just when you hear the like when you hear the thing and it hits you, man, you'll know what I'm talking about, dude. It's just something raw. Like if you haven't heard that one before, that's gonna be one you're gonna be like, okay, I get what's going on here. <laughs> did you say epidemic of violence? That track? That's no, that's the record. The track, go with uh, go with carnivorous obsession, off of that record. That's what's up. Oh, I found it. I will, uh, yeah, I'll get it on after the interview. After I play your guys' music, I'll get that on. And I'm a huge fan of Warbringer. Um, so, you know, mentioning those guys is awesome. And Cathartic Demise and Invicta, I'm actually, I added those to my list. I'm going to check those guys out as well. And if they're as badass as you tell me they are, I'm going to hit them up for an interview so they better not diss me. Oh, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> I'll I'll be like I talked to your boys in Raider and they said you better in, do an interview with me. <laughs> oh yeah, I hope I, they they better they better. That's right. Dude, are you nice dude? Uh, so what else about the band? What what haven't we talked about that you want to make sure you know the listeners, the fans, everybody knows? Sorry, one more time. Sorry about that. No, it's, that? it's okay. It's my American accent. I get it. Yeah. No, I said, what else about the band do you want to make sure the listeners know? What What have we not talked about that you want to make sure people know about Raider? Uh, well, for one, we uh, we definitely plan on keep we definitely plan to keep doing this for a long time. You know what I mean? We're uh, definitely all committed to uh, the craft here, and we really want to get somewhere with this stuff. So uh, definitely expect us to to be on the radar constantly. We're, that's going to be our main goal. To Yeah, we don't care about COVID-19. We don't care about Christmas. We don't care about... You know, uh, you know what what summer twenty twenty plans are. We just care about making records, man. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Those are great goals to have. I mean, come on. Goes, and that's what we want to do. And so, expect a lot more over the next couple of years. We already have it in the chamber, and it's like, just feels good. Feels good to be on a roll. And you know, even even with all the shitty circumstances, uh, you know, we're gonna be right at the top of that pile coming out the other end with, with our guns blazing, man. It's not going to be, uh, we're not going anywhere. Awesome. Well, your, your music is guns blazing and I love it. So, <laughs> so, you know, um, I have, so earlier I played my two favorite tracks. Now don't get me wrong. I love the whole album. Like I said, I honestly have listened to it you probably see your numbers going up on Spotify because I've listened to it so much. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, but oh, let me get to the top of the playlist here. 
So Guardian of the Fire, I played Endless Vengeance. I love that track. Um, right. Like big time. And I right. have No Sign of the Dawn and Destroyer and Bound by No Fate uh, coming up here after the interview. And nice. then and then I'm going to throw in throwing that band uh demolition hammer yeah those guys we're gonna nice. i'm gonna get those guys in there uh after you and yeah and i'm gonna be hitting up those bands you're friends with because i'm gonna i want i want music from them and i want to interview them so i'm gonna make that happen hit um, them up man absolutely yep. yep not i'll be happy to so, <laughs> okay one last time because i love to give you guys this opportunity to shameless plug where should people go to find out more about the band and where's the Best place to buy the album, the merch, all that stuff. So the best place to figure out what we're doing, whether it's a new release or a show um, or any sort of content, is going to be our Facebook page. So facebook.com slash Raider Metal, all one word. And there you'll also be able to access uh, our Bandcamp, which is the best place to pick up merch. If you want to grab a CD, shirt. It's like the only place, like, really. <laughs> it's, the only, it's the only place to get the merch. So. Yeah. Our Bandcamp, you, you can find it on our Facebook page there, which is facebook.com slash Raider Metal. Yeah, no, Bandcamp is so awesome. I have found so many awesome bands on there that I never would have found if it wasn't for Bandcamp and, their, and the little suggestions compared, you know, because of the type of music I keep listening to on there. So, yeah, it's it's a good spot. Yeah, yeah. Bandcamp, it, it offers a lot of, you know, they take a cut, obviously, but, you know, they offer a lot of things that, uh, you know, would take a lot of work to do, Right. you know, release something. So they're very useful, for sure. Yeah. They're very useful. One other question I do have for you is, do you guys have any plans or at least, you know, tentative hope to put any of this music out on vinyl? Uh, we'll have to see. I mean, especially right now, because we, you know, we, we can't really play shows, obviously, and, you know, selling things that way. And then, like, you know. Yeah, we will when it makes sense. But I when mean, it makes sense, for sure, we definitely want to do yeah, that. We just, definitely want to yeah. do that. Uh, we'll have to see if, where, where the demand's at, if people actually want it. If enough people want them, we, we can do it. That's, right. that's, yeah, that's an easy way to put it. You know, if enough people want it, yeah. and we can do it, right? Yeah. So uh, when we see that, we'll, we'll do it for sure. Well, I hope you get the demand because, you know, having that art on that big, on that big, record cover i mean to me would be awesome so it look cool yeah yeah I, I yeah i i still i mean i know a lot of people don't and aren't into vinyl but a lot of people are as well you know and i love to buy and it's just like why i'm gonna buy the cd is because i, I want the you know i mean i have the music digitally but that's not the point i i, I still want the physical copy it's uh, something about the physical copies of cds for for me as well i it's and that's the feeling you're describing yeah yep. I, I hear you on that man like there's something about holding it, man. There's something yep. about holding something tangible, and, right? Yeah, and that's why I really like the records because you know I'll buy a, a band's album and I'll probably only play it. I'll throw it on the record player like once. Um, yep. To me, it's more just about looking at the you know because there's so many cool things you can do with the vinyl now, and um, you know so between the cool vinyl and maybe like the liner inside and the cover and you know. <laughs> I can just yep. sit there and look at that half the day, and I'm good. So totally, totally. Well, back in the day, right? It was like you had that was the whole thing, right? You also yeah. had the big art, and you had all the all the you know the compilation of yeah. pictures inside, and you had all this this stuff, and you know that kind of is more phased out these days, right? I, vinyl is coming back a bit more, right? But 
you know, it's never going to be how it was. Right? Yep, yep, no. And, and I mean, and I get it why bands, all, not all bands do. I mean, because I know it's really expensive and you got to find probably some place over in Germany to press it and, you know, all that yeah. all that fun stuff. But uh, anyways, okay, sorry sorry to go off on a tangent about vinyl, but I'm a, I'm a huge vinyl lover, so. <laughs> no, dude, we love, dude, we, we love talking to you today, man. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you guys so much for taking time to call in. Please tell the rest of the guys in the band I said hello, and uh, you know I will continue to follow you guys. And when it's t- when it's you know new music time, or if you guys put together like a bunch of shows and a tour, and you want to promote and you want to come back on to to promote that, you know d- don't hesitate to holler back at me because uh, I'd, I'd be happy to have you guys on on the show anytime. So thanks. Yeah, we appreciate that, man. Okay, well, have a great night, guys. Take care. Stay safe, and uh, we'll be in touch. You too, man. Take it easy. Take care. Bye. There we go. So so it will not be uh, uh, on air, right? Right. So what I'm doing is recording, and then I'll edit, and then I'll upload it to my podcast channel which goes out to Spotify, Apple Music, all that stuff. Uh, okay, good. Uh, uh, can, can I please ask you to, to sometimes to ask me a little bit uh, slowly because my English is not so great? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no problem. So, in- so, I can, uh, so I can ask several times, you know, and uh, sounds like a little bit retarded, but anyway. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I'll try not to talk too fast. <laughs> So let me just bring up something real quick here. All right, and then just to make sure I have, I say the band name right, it's Wella Chorus, right? Yes, Wella Chorus. Yep, okay, perfect. Okay, so I'll do a little intro and then we'll, and then we'll start, okay? Yep. All right, metalheads and rockers, this is DJ Rem with Quote the Raven, and I have the band Wella Chorus on the line. How are you doing tonight? Hello to everybody, and thank you for invitation. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. Um, I guess let's start if you could introduce yourself and your spot in the band, and then also if you could introduce the other members of the band that are not with us tonight. Uh, my name is Alex, and I'm a leader and founder of of band. Uh, today only me on online, so uh, I can just uh, I can introduce offline as a bandmates. So uh, uh, our drummer is Ilya. Uh, he also from Russia, but living in Czech Republic uh, all his life. And also our guitarist uh, Tomas. Uh, he is chair guy uh, uh, who is um, who joined us here in Prague, and our bassist also Tomas. <laughs> uh, he also uh, chair guy, so we have two Tomases <laughs> in our band. And uh, now I think uh, lineup is one of the most uh, strongest from all our 15 years uh, history of band. Oh, very so, cool. So, yes. So before I forget, I do want to thank 
Zach from Metal Devastation Radio because he did uh, help connect us. So props to him for that. Sorry, what do you mean? Oh, I, um, I because I got your information from Metal Devastation Radio from from Zach Moonshine. He he sent out uh, some promo stuff. Yeah, and and what? Oh, he just he helped us connect. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. What is the question, Nick? Oh no, nothing. I was just thanking Zach. Yeah. So you so you saw that the whole band will be there, yeah? Yep. Uh, yeah, it would be difficult to 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 gather everybody in one place because we live in different uh, towns. So uh, and now is quarantine every, everywhere, so it's not so easy to to meet our guys. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Things have definitely changed a lot with the lockdown, haven't they? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so. You mentioned, did you mention that the band's been around about 15 years? Yes, uh, our band, um, how to tell it, uh, I've, I made band in 2002, uh, but it was, you know, like an uh, experiment. It, 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 it was not a band. It was just, you know, one man project. Okay. Uh, and in... Uh, 2005 i decided to make a band and i found the guys and we started to play and um in 2009 oh sorry 2008 we released our first album and after that it was several other uh, albums and eps and singles and in 2013, I decided to move to Prague because uh, that lineup um, break out, and uh, I decided uh, to move somewhere forward and move from my hometown Novosibirsk in Russia, in Siberia, to uh, Prague in Czech Republic, in, in center of Europe. And here I found new guys, and we continued to play. Uh, the same style with the same name. Uh, actually, it's the same uh, project. And um, here in in Prague, we released our previous album Asiasm, which was pretty successful here. And we uh, introduced this album to pretty big audience of metalheads in Europe. And um, this year in March, uh, we released a new album. A Siberian Heathen Horde uh, on by German label uh, El Puerto Records, and that is why I'm talking now. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and that the new album is so so good. I've been um, I have been listening to it for basically since it came out, and I've also been playing um, songs from it on my radio show quite frequently. So. It's, oh, it's it's nice to hear that. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, no, I I really really enjoy uh, your music. So um, yeah, that's and that's why when uh, when I got the email th that you were doing interviews, I was I was like, yes, I definitely would love to talk to you. So thank so, you. Uh, so so you you heard our album before uh, our friend from the radio contacted you, right? Yep, I did. I, I, I had actually feel like I got it from a different promoter at some point. 
maybe, maybe, because we we have uh, also another guy who who tried to make some promo promotion, uh, and but we work with different people to to spread it uh, a little right. bit more. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, so I've I've been a fan for quite a while now. So yeah, great. So with the um, with the I, I guess let's talk a little bit about the new album. What um, what was the the direction you took as far as writing and 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 producing the album? How how did that all work? Uh, how how we recorded this album, or you mean uh, con conceptually? Yeah, both. Um, um, most mostly Velikorus. It's uh, it's my project, uh, uh, and I make all all conceptions. Other guys helping me with some details and uh, playing live on some instruments and, and making some solos and some uh, melodies, maybe. Uh, uh, so that is why uh, um, I made uh, whole conceptions in each song, and and, and try to make it uh, to make it um, to show it to listener as wide as possible, uh, and to describe not only in, in uh, lyrics but but mostly with uh, music and melodies and huge scale of orchestrations and. Uh, Mostly, this album um, has no uh, big conception of whole album because each uh, song has its own conception. So, uh, title song song Siberian Hidden Horde, uh, in my opinion, in, is one of the most uh, strongest songs which we made ever, and uh, it's about well, how to tell it. It's it's like a horror story about. Um, Creatures uh, which came from uh, from far land called Siberia. So we actually use a, a tale uh, that everybody thinks that Siberia is somewhere far away from from uh, civilization, and and that there, there is no almost um, people who live there except uh, some wild animals. <laughs> <laughs> so we so we use these ideas and make it. A little bit, how to tell, twisted and distorted, uh, and uh, so we we show ourselves like those werewolves or creatures who came from forest to destroy everybody, and uh, stealing stealing uh, women and making some bad things with them. So you can see all of this on, in our new video, Siberian Hidden Horde, and um, so it's you know like horror story. Uh, other songs uh, has different stories also. For example, Spellcaster is about a wizard who living somewhere on suburb of of some village, and everybody afraid of him, and thinking that he is a dark wizard, but actually he is uh, he making some uh, uh, invisible good things for everybody for humanity, and uh, song metaphysical about uh, out of body exper experience. And um, other songs, like for example, Tree of Nations, uh, it's a lyrical song about mm, how to tell it uh, about uh, brotherhood of all humanity, of all nations, that uh, mostly all wars making between brothers and all of us 
uh, roots of big tree, uh, which called our earth, and uh, that we should uh, we shouldn't do wars and different other crazy things between us. And um, so uh, each song has its own conception, and you can listen it in uh, read it in our lyrics in booklet of our city and um, I hope we express it how to tell it uh, deeply and people will understand that so uh, uh, when I compose all songs uh, we then pretty long time um, trying to play them in our rehearsal room and also on some concerts to make those riffs, melodies, and tempos, and drums, to make them, uh, how to tell it, uh, more stronger and uh, clean, clean up from different um, garbage and, and some other things in uh, orchestrations and arrangement. And when we felt that everything is fine, we we uh, went to a studio in Prague called uh, Faust Studio, which is pretty famous there. And it's very funny because in, in this studio, uh, pretty famous uh, projects and singers were recorded. Uh, I heard even maybe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Lady Gaga also made something here <laughs> oh, wow. in, in her uh, early ages, you know. Right. I don't know if it's if it truth or not, you know. <laughs> so uh, so um, it was pretty funny because we recorded th- this album pretty fast. And it was really exhaust- exhausted several days. Uh, we recorded all drums, I think, two days. And guitars, like, three days. And all other instruments we recorded uh, in our own studio. Okay. And after that, it was pretty long process of uh, mixing and mastering. So our friend from Belarusia, uh, uh, from Drigva Studio, uh, helped us to do that. And uh, <clears throat> we tried to find a sound which we would like to do. And it happened so that finally the sound uh, sounding similar to Demi Burger sound. <laughs> So a lot of people asking us that we sounded like Demi Burger. Um, so I, d- I don't know if it's good, good or not, but anywhere Demi Burger is not a, a shit band at all. So we, we love uh, some of songs of this band. Yeah, that's not a bad comparison at all. <laughs> yeah, so it was like that. So and now we are happy that because finally after five years, of, of our work for this album, we we released it by German label El, El Puerto. So now everybody can can order it in in stores worldwide. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking at the cover art right now. Who 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 designed the the artwork for you? Because that's really cool. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I also think so because you know I had a vision in my head how it should look like. And uh, exactly, and I uh, made a sketch by my hand, and then I sent this picture to my friends from Russia. Um, uh, there is a couple who make it uh, called the theoretical part. Um, 
it's a group group of talented people. Yeah. And they're making some graphics for tattoos uh, or some illustrations, and uh, they they made a really great job, and they uh, made exactly what I would like to see, and I think it's it's pretty good cover art. Yeah, I think it's really I think it's awesome. And thank you for putting the time into making sure good artwork, that's something that's lacking these days. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's definitely something that uh, draws me to, to, to different metal bands is the artwork. So Cool. So now is a good time for you to tell people where they can find out more about the band. What social networking, what websites do you guys use? Uh, we... Uh try to talk as much as possible and communicate with our fans and people who are interested in our band on our Facebook page. You can find it easily on Facebook in search. Or also we have a, a pretty active uh, fan, fan page called Velikurus Tribe on Facebook as well. And also uh, we have Instagram page, Velikurus Official, Velikurus.official. And if you would like to support us or to have uh, this beautiful vinyl in your in your collection, you can just find us on Bandcamp and um, get get this, this or maybe a t-shirt or whatever, because we have uh, a lot of different uh, merchandise like coffee or <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Also, we have some pictures, uh, original artworks from our album. Uh, so maybe someone will be interested. Yeah, I was looking at the um, the vinyl. It seemed, looks like the vinyl is really neat too. It's got kind of multicolored, isn't it? Yeah, vinyl is so beautiful. You know, yeah. I I, I plan to to put it in frame uh, on wall. So it's really uh, very nice. You know, this uh, picture. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I agree because I was um, I was perusing your Bandcamp page and looking at all the different stuff, and there's some really cool stuff on there. Uh huh. Cool. Yep. So what what got you into metal and this kind of music? What kind of influences did you have that kind of helped lead you this way? Um, when I I was a young boy, uh, my father listened listened to different old school bands. He's not a metalhead, but he listened to a lot of different music from Roxette to uh, Udo or maybe Deep Purple. Uh, he listen, uh, he's a big fan of Deep Purple. And um, in this, those times, I, I, uh, I started to listen to it also. And when I was 13, I started to listen to Metallica. And I, I was a huge fan of Metallica. So... Um, after that, I explore more bands like Manowar or later it will Megadeth and more later uh, more dark styles like uh, Gothic style, uh, Lacrimosa, Haggard, uh, Tristania, or uh, later uh, black metal like uh, the same Demi Boger, Immortal, Dark Throne. Um, also, I am a huge fan of uh, Ukrainian band uh, Nocturnal Mortal. Yep, I know. Which, I've heard of those guys. Yeah, which which playing really really crazy uh, music, 
but I li- I love more older stuff, um, like uh, uh, album for example God Horn, which is really a masterpiece. And uh, I listen to a lot of different music, not only metal. So I I love also uh, classical music uh, like Tchaikovsky or Rachmaninoff, Scriabin, uh, Prokofiev, and also some guys who made um, soundtrack for famous uh, movies like Star Wars. It's uh, John Williams, yeah, which which really uh, really amazing guy. And also um, music like uh, like Vardruna from Norway, which amazing, and also Heilung from Germany. Uh, so it's more uh, ambient folk. I would like to to tell that it's amazing music also. So um, so also some uh, a little bit jazz and fusion fusion metal, like for example. Cynic or Atheist, and also Akhora. It's a really nice project from, I think it's from California. And oh, like like that, I, I have a lot of bands uh, which I cannot remember now. But for example, uh, our guys, um, our drummer is a huge fan of uh, Dream Theater. Okay. And, and uh, he's really crazy about this band. Uh, and he listening also more more alternative music like uh, for fighters. And our guitarist is a great fan of Swedish band uh, Opus, and also Swedish death metal uh, school. How to tell it? School of metal, like Arch Enemy or Dark Tranquility, and some other bands. And our bassist uh, listening more to classical metal like Metallica, Slayer, or ICDC, and a lot of Czech, Czech bands. So, so uh, I wouldn't tell that 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 uh, our guys listening something super special. So mostly, I think um, I listening to some more black metal than uh, all of them. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Well, all good bands, I tell you. Um, Megadeth and Metallica were the first two metal bands that got me into heavy metal. So I, 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 I understand that. It's amazing. Yes. Amazing. I, I really love, uh, till now album, uh, Master of Puppets, which is a masterpiece. Yeah. Master of Puppets and, is my favorite Metallica album. And also I love uh, from, uh, Megadeth. I love, uh, uh, Countdown to Extinction, yep. U.S. and Asia, and in Cryptic Writers. Yep, it's my favorite favorite albums. Yep, uh, I'm right there with you. <laughs> Those are <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, when when things loosen up and you know you can actually <laughs> go do some uh, stuff, do you are you hoping to do some live shows this year still? What are your plans there? You mean now of our future future uh, concerts? Yeah, future. Because I'm 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 assuming everything's everything's been canceled up to this date, right? Yeah. But, um, uh, when we moved to to Europe, we played a really crazy amount of concerts everywhere. We tried to play in every every place where we could play. 
and especially last several years we played more than 100 uh, gigs per year wow uh, but now we have a quarantine as everywhere in in, in the world uh, and we have some shows planned in the second part of this year and i hope it will happen because we should go on tour uh, with the pretty nice bands uh, in germany it should be very nice uh, tour and i don't know if it will be cancelled or moved somewhere on the next year right well so it, should, it should start uh, in in the end of uh, september till december well good luck i hope that you can play because i'm sure that it's it's probably killing you not be able to play live right what sorry um, not not being able to to play live is probably pretty tough on you guys right Yes, because we mostly live band, and a lot of people know knows us like a, like a live band. Yeah. So we we don't we are not used to sit at, at home and <laughs> you know talking with people through internet or something like that. Right. We're trying to to do it right now because uh, we should have a connection with our fans. And uh, actually, you know, when we had like one or two weeks break between shows in past times we we were really nervous because it was you know like a drug that we should play we should play why are we not playing <laughs> we should go on tour anywhere somewhere right <laughs> yeah but now you know it's it's crazy times yeah well hopefully everything will change for all of us so so bands like you can play live shows and fans like me can go to live shows so yeah, it would it would be nice to play also in US one day. Yeah, definitely. Best of luck. Yeah, I, I'm in Michigan, so I'll, I'll keep an eye. Uh, Michigan guy. Right? <laughs> yep, it's cool. So, uh, is there anything else about the band you want to make sure the listeners um, know about you guys? Um, it's very difficult now to 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 tell something uh, super super cool and interesting um, because you know after after all those days stay at home my brain is a little bit uh, looks like liquid not like something super smart but uh, I would like to, to wish uh, to all your listeners to be healthy and uh, listen to metal supported support bands uh, who now really need it and we hope that everything will finish very fast. I mean, this current time, and uh, everybody will have possibility to go on on uh, concerts. But uh, now, uh, I think everybody should use this situation, sitting at home, and exploring more and more interesting bands, because usually they have no time to do that because of job or and other things. But but now, now it's great possibility to everybody to to listen to more metal, and also don't forget to listen to our new album Siberian Hisnefort, and yes. we hope that you will like it and feel this vibration from our hearts, wild hearts from Siberia. <laughs> Very cool. So, and just so you know, I will put links um, in the in the podcast notes. I will put links to your Facebook and also to Bandcamp. So people can go and listen, and they can hopefully buy. I think when they see that vinyl album, they're going to want to buy it. So hopefully they will. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Thank you so much. Yep.
Okay, well, thank you so much for taking time today. I appreciate it a lot. I will continue to play your music on my radio show and at the radio station because just so you know, you are in the 24-7 um, the stream of the station, so you, you guys do get played quite often. And, um, yeah. you know, we'll keep cool. helping promote as well and uh, just wish Thank you guys you. the best. Thank you so much. Yep. <laughs> Okay, well, have a great day. Um, stay, stay safe, and uh, we'll talk again soon, okay? You also. You also. Have a nice day. Yeah, you too. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, All right, Metalheads, this is DJ Rem, quote the Raven, and I have Carl Winry on the line. How you doing tonight? Uh, I'm great. How about you? Not too bad. So why don't you, um, while we start, you can tell us kind of some of the projects you're working on right now. What's going on in your life while while we're all in lockdown? Yeah, for you guys that might not uh, know who I am, I'm a member of two bands. I play guitar and ligature marks, and I play bass and vinercy. And I also do a lot of music videos, and I'm making a horror film right now. It's a Friday the 13th fan film, which might sound weird, but it's awesome. And we raised, I don't know, like $50,000 or something. So, so we cool. are putting them time and money, and I think it's looking really good. Do you have, like, a um, expected release date on that yet, or is it still just because – is it a work in progress and you're not sure yet? Uh, great question. So right now we said we're targeting Friday, November 13th for that movie to come out. We have about 38 minutes of footage edited, but uh, COVID definitely impacted our shooting schedule. We had four days left of filming. Um, I would say two days required to finish the film, and the other two would really help flush it out and just make it feel more alive. Um, but COVID, uh, kind of put a crimp into our shooting schedule. So I'm yeah. hopeful that we can get shooting again in June uh, or July and finish the movie. It's, I'm so proud of it. We've, we have a huge, uh, cast, uh, very, very talented crew as well. So it's, uh, the biggest film project that I've worked on personally. And our director, uh, James Sweet is a huge Friday the 13th nerd. And I say that in, with loving, uh, with love and care. And he also is an amazing prop person. So we have just such an amazing um, atmosphere. And, you know, it just got this, like, really creepy vibe. The props look nasty. Uh, <clears throat> we built cabins for the movie. So oh, we've cool. actually done a lot of set building. That was really fun. Going to Home Depot, uh, you know, trying to build stuff from, you know, there, we didn't make plans for things. We just went out and bought a bunch of stuff and uh, built some cabins and you know we had like an old fence po old fences at my house from uh, a fence that we pulled out and had been sitting in the sun so we used that for one of the cabins uh, and they look great too they don't look uh cheap or weird or anything they just look they look ancient and dilapidated like everything's gonna fall apart and <laughs> you don't want it makes it when you watch it you're like yeah i don't want to go in there <laughs> which is what we're going for right that's the point right yeah Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah, well, best of luck. Hopefully things keep, uh, you know, hopefully things loosen up for you where you're at so you guys can get back to um, shooting. Yeah, thanks. I, I We've been able to go and get a couple small things. So the director and I have still been meeting up occasionally. Um, we are being safe and practicing social distancing and wearing masks. Uh, but we've been able to go out and get a couple like insert shots. Um, we had a super moon the other week and I went out and got uh, some shots with my wife. That was really fun. That was cool. Um, you know, really crazy bright orange, like super moon. Uh, like, wow, this is, this thing's actually really impressive. Like, uh, it was pretty, it was pretty fun. So I got time lapse footage of that going up in the sky with these like really evil looking uh, clouds. It was super cool. And that's going to be incorporated into the movie. 
Yep. That's yeah. Yeah, it's already in the edit, which is pretty fun. Um, we have what separates our movie from a lot of the other movies is I don't know if you remember the Friday the Thirteenth story, but the first movie, the evil villain is uh, Pamela Voorhees, Jason's mom, and she goes crazy killing counselors because uh, her son drowned when they were out screwing around instead of watching the kids. And then and number two, Jason starts killing people because his mom died. <clears throat> so now they've had like 13 movies or something. In our movie, we bring Pam back. And, you know, she got her head cut off in the first movie. So everyone's like, how are you guys going to do this? Like, she, does she have a head? Does she not have a head? And she doesn't have a head. So we have a zombie Pamela Voorhees running around. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's been um, – it's pretty crazy because there's a lot of pressure to make sure that the VFX shots work. I.e., we have an actress with a green hood on her head, and then I have to go pull that out and post. But it's cool. And then just the other day, we built a prosthetic neck stump. So we're not going to use it a whole lot, but what's cool is there's a tube running into it, so we can have some shots where they look natural, and uh, you get the neck, the zombie walking around, just, just the shoulders up, uh, but you can see the neck stump clearly, and it's just oozing out black blood, <laughs> black zombie blood. It's fucking cool and it's just so nice i'm like oh my god i can't believe this works like this is it's so it looks amazing <laughs> nice i can't wait for people to see it is there uh is there like a? I thought i remember seeing like is there like a teaser video out there somewhere yeah we have a couple trailers i'll uh, i'll shoot you one but if you go to youtube do a search for jason rising um we have an intro prologue out it's called jason rising sneak peek it's the first four minutes of the film and it's basically kind of like when they bury jason and set up the rest of the events of the movie but after that intro, we jump forward 30 minutes or uh, 30 years. So if you do Jason Rising trailer, you'll find uh, three trailers. Watch any one of them. Um, but they set up the movie a lot better. All right. Very good. Very good. So see more actors. Yeah. So what's going on with your bands right now? How's everybody? Fi- how 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 are the rest of your band members holding up uh, through all this? Yeah. That's a great question. Thank you. So it's. Uh, you know, everybody's handling it a little different. I think at this point, people kind of settled into um, whatever routine they're in. Uh, most everybody, I, I think everyone in our bands that was working has still has jobs, um, thankfully. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, so very, very happy there. Um, you know, another one of the guys in Vendor also does IT work, and he, his company was like mine, where they're, they have not been, uh, everyone is working in the office. We're not used to working remote. So the first couple of weeks uh for me was freaking insane i was working like 70 hours a week trying to get everyone set up and working from home properly all right yeah and, and when i say me it was me and my team um yeah. and it, everybody's good now so things things kind of slow, uh, settle down and then uh the other guy you know they're still doing a lot of work so he's still putting in 60 hour weeks 70 hour weeks to get people uh working from home properly so they're they're starting to settle down. So we're starting to talk about projects um, that we can do, maybe filming playthrough videos uh, of people at our house. But you know, Vinnerci, we have a two-hour drive uh, between some of the band members. Um, so it's a little bit. We want to make practice happen. I think we're going to start up in a couple of weeks because they started to reopen uh, some parts of Oregon. So you know, we just want to play it safe. Um, right. I don't. I would hate to get sick. I don't want anybody else to get sick. Yeah, and that's that's the worst thing about this one is that you can you, you know you can be uh, asymptomatic carrier, never know, and just be out there spreading it to other people. I mean, that's my biggest fear. I mean, I have some, uh, you know, I want to go up north. I want to go back up to the Upper Peninsula where I have family and stuff. And I'm like, I want to go, but 
you know, we don't even have enough tests for the people that need them barely. So it's like, you know, I would like to get tested first to make sure I'm not a carrier before I go. Um, So it definitely makes things tricky right now. That's for sure. So I I, I feel your your pain there. Yeah. So, you know, the nice thing is, uh, you know, everyone, everyone in the world is in the same situation. (laughs) So um, it's not like it's a unique thing just for us or other people. So I don't know. The nice thing was uh, both bands put videos out. Um, you know, Vendor C put something out before the quarantine hit, and then Ligature Marks put, put something out um, just two weeks ago. So Ligature Marks, we just released a video called uh, Fell for Fiction. And it's uh, I, I really like the video. It's a new song for us. It's a little bit of a new direction. It's a lot more melodic. Uh, my little brother wrote the music on that song. Oh, the cool. first album was uh, basically all me with some help. Um, it, the, the band started kind of weird, so it was it, it's neat to see where things are going. Um, so it's the first song that was actually kind of newer, and I say newer. We had the music for a while, but like you know, Kyle was there when we were working on it. Ben Ben got more comfortable working with us in the studio. Um, we kind of we have more of a groove going, so it's like, yep, this is more towards where you're gonna see stuff. It's uh, kind of melodic, hopefully catchy, and then still just heavy in some parts. Like we all love really heavy music, so we'll never drop that. Um, but we also have <clears throat> we're working on some new stuff in the studio and there's another song very similar to Fell for Fiction that's just so good. I can't I can't wait to put that out. And then we have um a couple other songs in the works and various progress that are also super cool. Where I'm like, yeah, people are gonna scratch their heads when they hear some of this in a good way. They're like, What the hell? I didn't know you guys could do that. <laughs> our first our first EP was really heavy. Yeah. I mean there was not a whole lot of singing. We had like one once uh two songs that were pretty catchy and then the rest of them were like pretty freaking heavy. Well, I appreciate the heavy, so I'm okay with that. I also appreciate the melodic too, though. So, yeah, That's... and we, yeah. So I think hopefully we, you know we're finding that finding the, the sound of the band, uh, you know, as we go along. And then Vinnerse put out the Befallen music video um, right before everything went down, and that was the one we filmed at the Satsop nuclear plant in uh, Washington. So yeah. there's a nuclear plant where they built. Uh, two cooling towers, a nuclear reactor, uh, turbine hall, all this stuff, and they got about 75, 80% of the way done, and then they ran out of money. Oops. And then it's too expensive to tear it down, so they just let it standing. They left it standing, and then they do like repairs on it and everything. But uh, it's beautiful. So I remember when we were working on this video, we had done a lot of videos for the first album, and I had my opinion of Intercy was the music videos are going to be the thing that take helps helps the band just take off. Um, you know, live shows are good, but at that point, like it's really hard on the West coast to play out all the time because you have to go from, uh, you can burn yourself out in your home city, but otherwise it's like three hours to the nearest big market. Right. So it's not like the East coast or Europe where you can drive and like hit another country or another huge city within like two, three hours. Like basically we have Portland and Seattle. So after you do those two, you're looking at a 12 hour drive or, you know, eight hour drive to like the next big market. Uh, so my opinion was the videos are going to blow us up. And the videos had done, uh, one of them had done really well on Facebook. It went kind of viral and cracked a million views. So when we were working on a second album, we were like, God, the music is so good. Like, it's coming together so nice. Oh, well, okay, the videos have to step it up too. Right. So I, I have these weird bursts of, like, it, there'll be a week where I just either write a crap ton of music or come up with a million ideas. So I came up with a bunch of ideas for four out of the six songs on the album. And we're still executing that playbook. But the first one was that we did was Illuminated. And um, it was a huge step up from the previous videos. We shot at a, um, 
a photo studio in Portland. So there's, we have this really nice classy, like seamless white background where it's kind of like, just looks like there's nothing back there, like an infinity wall. And we also got a lot of other footage from um, a couple of other places out in Oregon, um, but really pretty stuff, um, kind of kind of a classier vibe. And then there's a really fancy studio um, up in Vancouver, so like 40 minutes away, where it was really classy and opulent. And we had the song Old Ones, and it had this really nice vibe, and I, I just really wanted to capture that. And so we dressed nice. Um, we had a, another actress in interacting with um, Avian. And we were able to match that video story to the concept of the song because it's kind of a it's a concept album, so it's kind of neat to be able to actually match the concept album uh, in an abstract fashion. And uh, that video had done uh, really well too; got featured on a couple big websites. But then, uh, "Befallen," when that song is one of the heavier songs on the album, and I was just like, God, I love that scorched earth vibe it has. It just has that kind of like driving uh, black metal vibe to it, and. When I had seen pictures of this uh, nuclear plant, I was just like, God, that's just so cool. But you got to use that on the right song. And I didn't know if we could actually film it. I didn't know what, what it would take, but I, I grabbed still pictures that I had found on the internet of the place. And I was like, this is the vibe I want to go for on this video. So then when it came time, uh, you know, it took, I want to say like a good month to figure out how to contact the place, how to get all the insurance that was necessary. Right. Uh, make sure it's all going to happen properly. And we did it, uh, or I did it in that case, like setting everything up. Um, the, thankfully, the band trusts me to um, just roll with the crazy ideas because, you know, sometimes they can see it in their head. Sometimes they can't. Uh, but everybody was pumped on this one. They were just like, all right, there's, there wasn't really a whole lot of questions. It was like, oh, my God, we're going to shoot in a nuclear facility. Like, holy crap. So we show up there. And I was sick to my stomach. Something was going to go wrong. Cause I just really wanted that to happen so bad. Like I haven't felt that way in a long time. And we, we roll around the corner of this place and you just see the cooling towers. I mean, they're like a couple hundred feet high and you're just like, Oh wow, we're doing this. And they filmed part of Transformers 4 there. I mean, it just, the place is so cool. So we show up and we get a tour of the place and then we're going down to the basement of the nuclear reactor. We got, our elevator got stuck. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. So the guy ended up giving us a couple extra hours and the, the, that place is so cool and it's huge. And we shot in a lot of different locations, but the problem was, um, we didn't have a whole lot of help that day. We were going to have some friends that were going to come two extra people. And then, uh, they both bailed uh, randomly. They both ended up getting sick and it was legit. But what that meant was, uh, a lot of walking around carrying gear back and forth. Right. I was going to say every time you moved. So much, yeah. Oh, and, and there's like flights of stairs. So the first spot we shot was this, um, really cool platform area where they shot part of Transformers 4. And it was so neat, but it took, I want to say like an hour to get set up. And then you have to set up the lights and you were kind of going back and forth on that. And it's cold. So everything was about 32 that day and it was super loud. Everything was, had this really cool echo. Uh, so, you know, we busted through a bunch of the group shots and then my whole goal was to film in one of the cooling towers. That was what I wanted, but we didn't start there. And, uh, we, so we film in the cooling tower, we hit some other spots, and then, or sorry, we film in the reactor room. We go hit this uh, turbine hall, and it's just ginormous. So there's some really beautiful drum shots there. And then we went to the cooling tower, but the cooling tower, it's six feet, or sorry, six stories off the ground, and you have to cross this sky bridge, and it's a small metal bridge. And there's railings there, but like you walk over, and you're like, oh wow, I'm high up, and you know, you have to sign these fun releases that basically, like, uh, you know, if I fall and kill myself, I won't sue. And it's because the wind kicks up like crazy over there. So they're like, yeah, today's a good day, um, but watch out because, you know, if it's windy up there, it can take you. 
and pull you off the edge because we're our plan was to go up to the top of the cooling tower but we decided to do the band footage in the ground on the cooling tower on its floor but keep in mind the floor of it was six stories up so it was a huge amount of stairs to go grab everything after already doing band performance footage and like you just headbang you move you get tired so everybody's just like dragging ass at that point and then we had to do four takes of band footage it was brutal but it was such an amazing location like we could have filmed there for a week and not made stuff look samey at all like i could easily go there and film two more music videos and nobody would know that we shot at the same spot oh just because uh, it's such a large facility and so much space yeah so many crazy locations like the basement room they have all these weird tunnels and um the national guard and the army will come in there and do drills so they have these weird cardboard things that are cut to the size of like ship doors so they can practice raiding ships it's really neat uh, but they have areas where like there's a steady drip of water so there's water on the ground you get these crazy reflections and i was like oh my god if we had an extra hour we would get somebody standing in front of that so you get them plus the reflection and it's just like you know what next time we'll yeah have to go do that well so yeah, was that, it pretty i mean I, I know you said it took about a month to figure things out but i mean once you got a hold of the right people was it was it pretty easy to get in uh, yeah, yeah, they were they're super helpful. Um, I had to get you know production insurance was the, which is the first time I've had to do that uh, myself for a video project. So um, what's always hilarious is my video uh, company's name is Hot Carl Productions. So when you're working with these official people and then you're on the phone with them and they're like trying to fill out the paperwork and like, all right, what's your company's name? I'm like Hot Carl Productions, and you hear, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do they just think it's funny or do they know what that means? <laughs> so. Um, I always tell them, oh, yeah, that's just my name because my name's Carl with a K. So, you know, that's not Carl. And, <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of funny. Uh, but, yeah, once we, you know, figure out who to contact and, you know, it was interesting. The first time I reached out to them, they responded once, got the new person's contact info, reached out, and then I never heard anything. And I was like, oh, okay. And the band was working on other stuff, so I chilled out, and then I had the email back. Um, and then after that, we went back and forth for a while trying to pick a date, um, trying to pick locations, and – yeah, I don't know. It, was, it ended up working out uh, pretty smooth, but definitely took a little bit of back and forth and then trying to find insurance. I mean, it was, I want to say, like two weeks of going back and forth on insurance to make sure we had the right stuff. And the right. insurance company asked them some weird questions, but they had to get the lawyers involved. And I was like, oh, wow, like for how much money they're making off of us, it's probably not worth it once you have to ask, start asking the lawyer questions. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. But, you know, it worked out. And then the other thing is uh, that when the video came out, it it's at 330,000 views. So keep in mind, this is the heaviest song on the album. And I, I, I love the song, but I didn't know how it would do because it's really heavy. Well, it took off. And, you know, we run ads on all the videos to try to push them. But it really blew up. I mean, something immediately was different. We're just like, oh, wow, this feels different. And then we stopped the ads. But the video kept going. So most of our other videos maxed out about 20,000 views on YouTube. And some of them, you know, we had that one on Facebook that cracked a million. And then we had some that cracked uh, a couple hundred thousand views. But The Fallen just steamrolled everything on YouTube, just steamrolled it. And the best part was it, um, I think because the engagement was so good on it, it started taking up other videos too. So the host that which is stuck at 18,000 views just now cracked 300,000 views. So huge growth for us. And we went from uh, about 1,000 subscribers on YouTube to now uh, almost 13,000. Yeah, that's awesome. So if you want to look at, like, let's say the video costs 2,500 bucks and then we spent another 500 on promotion, I mean, it's priceless, just priceless. And that was the heaviest song on the album. So we have some big plans for um, two more videos. And then there's the 
The one that I don't have any idea what we're going to do yet is for uh, Spawn Awakening, the opening track on the album. And it was just funny because I came up with a bunch of concepts for five of them, and we're still executing off of that roadmap. Uh, so it's great, but uh, just kind of hilarious where I'm like, I still don't know what I'm going to do for this other one when we get there. But we got time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, there's lots of time right now. Yeah. Is So uh, are, w- with both the bands, are you, you know, are you guys using this time also to like start writing music for like, you know, like the next album kind of thing? Are you... Or you're oh, really totally. still just focused on the current? No, totally. We uh, nice thing is there's a long tail on stuff. So my my viewpoint, the reason I'm in two bands, and the reason I have all these music videos happening is I like to, I want my output to be something to look back on, and feel pretty accomplished. And there's just a long tail on stuff. So some things move at a really fast pace, some things move at a really slow pace. But if you have a lot of irons in the fire, it feels like you constantly have something coming out or something new happening. And it feels like progress. So right. uh, both bands are writing. So Vendorcy, um, we've been tossing ideas back and forth. Uh, there's some really cool riffs happening. And then uh, Ligature Marks, you know, we had some songs in progress already. And then uh, my brother is writing. He's got like two new song ideas. Uh, they're both really cool. Um, and then I've got a couple things in the fire too, which is pretty neat. Because I haven't, I haven't actually written um, anything in quite a while just because we had <clears throat> so much of a backlog of material. And I didn't want to just, you know, write stuff and then sit on it for three right. years. So we're finally breaking past some of the old stuff. And we're going to have two new songs that um, were brand new that nobody's heard anything from, which is really cool. Because <clears throat> some of the songs that we wrote were like five years old by the time, the, <clears throat> excuse me, by the time they came out. <clears throat> well, I started losing my voice there for a second. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, right when we started this interview, we were talking, I'm going to switch gears to the uh, new dead animal assembly plan. Yes. I was just thinking about that. Yeah. So last week, uh, if you're not familiar uh, with dead animal, dead animal assembly plant, they are a like industrial metal uh, band and they wear a lot of makeup and kind of crazy costumes. So a lot of people kind of look at it maybe as like, oh, uh, probably looks like looks and sounds like Marilyn Manson. I'm like, no, they're their own animals yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, no pun intended. Um, but we just released a new music video uh, for a song called A Violent Breed. And it was a huge amount of work to make. And a lot of the effects work went into it. A lot of tons of editing. They prepped so much stuff for the costumes, uh, the look, the story. But it's basically uh, the story of the video is the ancient ones. Um, these figures in red hoods with crazy looking makeup uh, got sick of humanity's bullshit and came down and put the worst of the worst on trial. So they have a politician and a priest on trial. And uh, um, the trial lawyer is the guy with the TV for a head. So we put images up of, you know, horrible examples of um, religion or politics causing war. And there's a mob and the mob gets worked up and they vote, uh, you know, do they vote to kill these people or not? And we have an executioner and I don't know. It's just, it's super fun. Uh, really good creatures. The story's cool. We, we shot the video at this place. Um, it's a kind of a ghost town called friend Oregon. And there's a public schoolhouse that was built in the early, um, 1900s or late 1800s. So turn of the century, super old, uh, very, very beautiful, very scenic area. And it was just really neat. Uh, so we didn't get permits or anything. We just kind of showed up and did this. And the people who own the property drove past the motorcycles. So my thing when we're filming videos, a lot of times you end up doing stuff kind of guerrilla. We just show up and film somewhere. Uh-huh. And, uh, we actually, we try to get permission 
wherever possible, but we had to switch this to location last minute and we couldn't figure out how to get a hold of people. So I did look, we did try, couldn't. And we're like, well, okay, whatever. It says it's open to the public. We'll see what happens. And these people drive by on motorcycles. And this, this is the place when a car drives past, you're like, oh shit, somebody's here. Like it's just, nobody comes around. <laughs> and so we have the band putting this crazy makeup on. We have our two ancient ones getting this crazy, uh, crazy facial prosthetics and another dude with a TV for a head, and like it's just it's just weird. So <laughs> we're out in the country, and these people drive past, and we're just my thing was like smile and wave every time. A car if they pull up to say anything, smile and wave. And if you because if you start it with a smile, people generally are like, all right, they're not doing something shady. Right. Uh, a lot of times, if you're not doing anything weird like destroying the place, people are pretty cool. So it turns out the owners drove past on their motorcycles to go do something, and they came back, and uh, we were taking turns saying hi to people, and. There's like maybe four people that pulled over to say hi or just to stop. And then they were like, oh, hey, what's going on? So these people are awesome. Uh, they were more than happy to have us there. Uh, they said, just, you know, be nice to the place. And we said we, we were. And they scoped out the costumes and uh, hung out for a little bit and watched us film some of it. And then they went back home, which is super cool. So I don't know. Um, the video, or the guy with the TV head, we had a green screen for his head. And I had to go replace that green screen with uh, footage. So we have footage of like a priest. There's uh, Ariana Grande. Got It's pretty horrible, actually. She got, uh, she was up on stage with a pastor and he had his arm around her and he totally pumps her boob. Oops. And it's like, what the fuck? And I remember the first time I watched a clip, it made me sick. I was like, Jesus Christ. So then the guy apologized, but this is a dude who's a pastor. Right. It's just like so scummy, uh, so scummy. So that clip's in there. Um, there's a bunch of other clips of, you know, war footage uh, from the politicians because, you know, everybody has their own view of uh, politics. I don't really want to go there, but I, I'd say pretty universally, you know, the people who are making decisions to do this stuff never have to pay the price. Yeah, that's and that's sure. really the band's viewpoint, too. It's like we're not going to go on one side or the other, but, like, you know, realistically, uh, we're the ones paying the price for somebody else's shitty decision. And then um, – <clears throat> We have the mob. So the mob is the band plus a couple friends with uh, X's on their head. <laughs> and then they had some friends. So we went out and camped out at this place. We drove out there super late. There were coyotes everywhere. It's kind of cool. One of the dudes did mushrooms. <laughs> so it's just hilarious. Uh, you know, just a, a group of misfits going out there and uh, hanging out and camping and then waking up and two hours of makeup or so and start filming. It was such such a fun trip. And we were just going for the moment we woke up. You know, we woke up and I think people ate a little. And then I started filming drone footage because I was like, oh, I got to get some drone footage of this place. And then, you know, we started hitting the band footage and that took a while to get all the individual shots and band people. And then we went over to the story. So we crammed everything into one day. And then um, I want to say it took me like a month, two months to get the editing done. I ran into a problem where the software is using them to do the tv stuff had some issues so i actually had to replace my graphics card on my computer but once i got that replaced uh things started mobbing and moving pretty quick but that band they're so they're so fun to work with one you know the whole process are just so such amazing people but the feedback is really good so um you know sometimes i work with bands and you know they come back and they're like oh well you know they want something that's not going to work and like well you know you just work it in it'll work i'm like no that's not how this works like that clip isn't gonna fucking work sorry right and they're not like that at all so it was a very collaborative process on the editing um I, they're just i don't know I, I cannot speak highly enough of that band anytime i do something with them i just know it's gonna be good because they're, they're so thoughtful and they're just such fun people to work with so 
it came out. We're pumping out hard. Um, it's doing great. It's got a really good reception. Uh, they also got signed. So they got signed to Armalite Records. And it's kind of neat to see a couple of the bands now that um, we've been growing up with, or my friends and peers, where they're, they're getting signed. Right. You know, yeah, that's Fantasy so cool. got signed. Um, Toxic Zombie got signed to Von Artist. Um, who else? You know, Dap. Uh, there's a couple others, too. Uh, Dead Crown in Portland. But it's it's really neat to see some bands start to do some uh, pretty cool shit. You know, there's been a lot of talent in Portland for quite a while, uh, so it's neat to see people actually figure that out. Yeah, and I tell you that just to go back to the that that new video for A Violent Breed, that the video was really cool. I and uh, and the song, I mean, they, they did amazing. And and I agree with you. That band is. Uh, I interviewed them a few months back, and they were super cool dudes. Yeah, they. Um, they're just they're so thoughtful and i don't know they're just such a blast to work with there's um actually all the bands that i've worked with that do uh makeup and face paint they've all been we just do the funnest shit like one of the bands uh hideous monster they one of the videos we had a body a rant, like a dummy wrapped up in a sheet like a dead body and we're dropping it off a bridge into a stream like 10 times and i was just like it just cracked me up because i was like oh my god this is amazing like we're filming on a graveyard <laughs> And we're doing all this shit and people are walking past as we're dropping a body in. And like, there's a dude that looks like Jack the Ripper and somebody else that looks like a freak. That's like, they're walking and carrying this body and throwing it off the bridge. And you know, there's like crackheads walking around and then people on bikes and they're just like staring at it. It's like, what the hell? I'm like, yeah, this is fun. I like what I do. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. They're like, Hmm, is this real? Not real. Yeah. And again, smile and wave. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. And they and, went, uh, that video was funny because the cops came and shut us down so we did manage to get just a bare minimum footage. We talked to the cop and they were, he was so nice. And he's like, yeah, well, if you guys are here and set up, you know, we'll give you 20 minutes and then you guys got to pack it up. So you need to be out of here within 20 minutes. And we're like, perfect. Thank you so much. So they were, they were so cool. But I come back to work on Monday and I'm in the uh, kitchen eating lunch and everybody's like, oh, what'd you do over the weekend? And it's like, oh, I did gardening. I did this. And they're like, hey, what about you? And I'm like, well, I got kicked out of a graveyard for filming a metal video. <laughs> and I was like, yep. There we go. That's what I'd rather be doing. <laughs> right on, right on. So, so what what do your coworkers and such, uh, you, you know, think about, uh, you know, this this other side of you, the metal side, the videos, uh, what's everybody's? I mean, do they, you know, when they first find out that you do all this other cool stuff, are they like, oh my god, I would have never thought, or you know, what's their reaction? Uh, it's interesting. When I first started at work, nobody knew I was in a metal band, and then. Um, but I also used to have some, like I had my neck pierced and things, and every once in a while you could hear somebody gasp when, if they sat behind me. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of funny. But um, now I don't always share a whole lot of the videos. Since I manage people, I've been a lot less fun at work. Um, yeah, so and, I, and I understand videos. that. I share some videos, but like I haven't shared the dead animal assembly plant video yet because you know there's people that get their heads cut off at it. Um, right. And it's kind of, I don't want to say it's out there because it's not, it's just badass, but I'll probably share that one next week. Um, or maybe ask one of my other coworkers to share it so I don't have to. <laughs> there you go. But you know, when, when they do see some, sometimes like I shared a, did a video for an artist named uh, Tommy Graven. He's a native American flute artist and it's just a really pretty song. It's just, such, it's such a catchy song and it's like, it has like really great emotion and flow to it. And the video, I feel like we captured a little bit of lightning in the bottle. And there was no huge plan, but we went out and filmed at the coast and a couple other really pretty areas. But it just fits. And we've done two other videos, but that first one, there's just there's something special about it. 
And I posted that one because it won an award. And then I had a lot of coworkers that were like, oh, my God, I didn't know you did this. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So, you know, some of them know I do it. Some don't. But they're, you know, Portland, um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like trying not to rag on anyone or anything. Uh, you know, not I'm the only I'm probably the only person in my company that listens to metal. So and that's fine. Yeah, so I tend not to share the really, really, really heavy, crazy stuff. But um, yeah, you know, sometimes someone will come out and support. But I try not to bug people too much. The nice thing is we've been, you know, I've been working at this for years, so I don't have to rely on coworkers to come out to shows to pack it. So <laughs> that's always <laughs> nice, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, be, being that I work in HR, when people find out that I'm a metalhead and have a radio, a, me, a heavy metal radio show, and get to talk to awesome uh, guys like you, they're like, I would have never known. <laughs> yeah kind of fun though when they figure yeah. that out like wait what it is it is oh where is a good place do you have like a, a place people can go to kind of see all your different projects your different bands everything do you have a website that kind of in, kind of covers everything i do i have a www.hotcarlproductions.com and that's hot carl with a k and uh you can find uh the jason Ryzen te teasers you can find all the music videos there's um over 80 music videos on there yeah, and then it's got links to uh, Ligature Marks and Vinnersy too. Oh, cool. Is um, yeah. can you send me a link to the, the the Native American one you were just talking about? I really want to yeah. check that one out. Yeah. Cool. 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 Okay. Well, you know what? Uh, I've enjoyed talking to you today. Uh, thank you for your time. Uh, I I know you're a <laughs> like me. You're a busy guy. So, um, is there anything else you want uh, the listeners to to know? Uh, yeah, check out the website or check out some of the music videos. Um, Vinnersy's Befallen, Dead Animal Assembly Plant, and Ligature Marks Fell for Fiction are the three newest videos that are out, and they're all way different, but all equally amazing for different reasons. So watch them. Uh, scope out Jason Rising. It's going to be fun. It'll be a bloody good time. And awesome. uh, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, heck, heck yeah, man. Oh, and before I forget, I have to give a shout out to, not to be confused, uh, the other Carl, our mutual yes. friend Carl with a C. Um, yep. you know, he, uh, he, he did a little pushing on both sides to, to, to make this happen. And I appreciate, I appreciate him a lot. So shout out to yeah. Carl. Yeah. Carl, thank you so much. He's amazing. Uh, he, I remember there was a while there, uh, a couple years ago, somebody broke into our house and stole a bunch of shit and they stole all my camera gear. And we had a video for a song called Sunspot that came out and it got stuck. Like it hit a number of views and then that was it. And, you know, I had to go travel for work. And while I was traveling for work, I was like, God, do I even try to do the video stuff again? And Carl found a Sunspot song, and he just took it, and he blew it up because he loved it. And mm -hmm. he just shared it everywhere. And so it took the song that got stuck, maxed out at like 6,000 plays, and he got it to over 40,000. That's and awesome. He just like he was like my biggest uh, like cheerleader or inspiration on like picking it back up. So, Carl, thank you. You're huge. Um, you're definitely one of the reasons why I still do this, man. So love you, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for your time again. Uh, take care, stay safe, and uh, we'll be on the lookout for new stuff to come. And, you know, when we get to a point where there's some new stuff uh, or anytime you want to talk, I'm happy to talk with you. Great. Thank you so much for having me, and I uh, hope we'll chat soon. Yep. Take care, bud. Bye. Cheers. Take care. Bye.